0: Hi, I'm Val Hart, the real Dr. Doolittle, and today I'm here talking with James Jacobson, and it's Jim, right? It is, huh? It, it is. Thanks. Good to
1: talk to you, Val.
0: Good to talk to you. You have written a wonderful book called How to Meditate with Your Dog, and it's an introduction to meditation for dog lovers, and you know, I am a dog lover. I work Of with course a lot of dog you dog are. Lovers. Yes, yes, we're all dog lovers here. That um, you said that you're not a dog whisperer, and you're not an animal behaviorist. I love What you said too is you're not an over-barking, highfalutin, woo-woo kind of a guy. You're a real person.
1: That is me. In fact, I'm sitting to you, I'm sitting with you right now, and uh, I'm cross-legged in one of my meditation chairs, and my dog, Kanga, is on my lap. So
0: ah, we spend a lot
1: of time that way.
0: Excellent. Well, I'm here in my office, and my dog, Einstein, is sprawled at my feet, and he's in a meditation posture that we call the lazy dog.
1: <laughs> awesome. Awesome.
0: So you have been meditating most of your life. You said you spent 12 years meditating with your dog, Maui. Um, we'll have to learn more about Maui, but you have Kanga with you here today, right?
1: Exactly. Uh, uh, Maui died a a while ago, and and so Kanga is one of two dogs that I have. Okay. And and I I tend to always have Maltese, so she's a Maltese who's enjoying this interview right now.
0: I love that. All right. Well, thank you for clearing that up, and I'm sorry to hear about Maui. All right, uh, so uh, you have taught classes in Washington, D.C., in Denver, and in Hawaii. You teach newbies all over, it sounds like the world, really, <laughs> to, uh, to enjoy the joy of meditation by leveraging the love that we already have for our pets. You're the president of Maui Media, a company dedicated to raising planetary consciousness by helping people raise their own consciousness. And you recently published an audio book by Archbishop Desmond Tutu, Gaining nationwide attention with television appearances on CNN, Oprah, and The Daily Show with John Stewart. Oh man, I want to hear about that. How was that?
1: Okay, <laughs> that was fun. That was awesome. Uh, that did. was, uh, yeah, it was it was wonderful. I mean, uh, Archbishop Tutu is an amazing person, yes. and um, and doing the uh, uh, promotion campaign was great, and we got to meet some. Wonderful uh I you know celebrity interviewers, but none more important than you, the real doctor dolittle um, and uh, it was it was fun, you mentioned that yeah Maui did pass, Maui's the dog that was sort of the basis for how to meditate with your dog, and as a result of the uh, i guess fan base that sort of uh, developed as a result of that book and some online videos I did when she died. I received over 1,000 condolence cards, letters, gifts. I'm not even talking email because there was probably many times that in email. But in terms of physical things at the postman, she had an enormously large following because so many people have benefited from the message of how to meditate with your dog and and started to meditate themselves.
0: It sounds like this work was actually co-authored or co-inspired by Maui.
1: It was totally. I, I, my co-author is Christine Chandler Madera, who's a okay. very talented writer. But um, the inspiration, for sure, was Maui because when I, you know, when she was just a puppy years and years and years ago, mm-hmm. I was meditating and she jumped up onto my lap one day. while well, as puppies were wanting to do, and um, and I was like, "Well, you're sort of distracting me. What are you doing?" And then I, and then I heard that little inner voice that you get through meditation, and said try to meditate with her. So I put one hand on her chest and one hand on her rear end and I started to do something that is very common in meditation which is follow the breath. But instead of following my own breath, initially I started following my puppy's breath. And, you know, dogs breathe a little faster so I was more like <laughs> at the beginning. And then, as I did this for a few days, the most miraculous thing happened. Instead of me matching her respiration rates. Mm-hmm. She started following my respiration rate. Wow! And that really is what we did for about 16 years. Um, and you know, since then I've gone around the world showing people how to meditate with their dogs because I really fervently believe that dogs are natural meditators and they're they're meditation gurus because they're just they're just they're they're so natural at it. And most people who have heard they should meditate because it's good for their health. It reduces mm-hmm. their stress. And all, there are many, many medical reasons for a human to meditate. But a lot of people just don't want to do it because it's either too, mm-hmm. you know, too weird or inaccessible or just sitting around doing nothing. But they will do things for their dog. And, and so people will do things for their dog that they would never do for themselves, right. including meditation. Right. So um, this has been a really powerful journey of introducing people to this And uh, obviously, it's something that I continue with my dogs today. Mm
0: -hmm. I love that. And I just have a quick question that popped up for me, which is, we're not just meditating with dogs. I think when we meditate in the way that you're going to teach us, in the way that you describe in your book, how to meditate with your dog, we can use that to apply it to all of our animals, don't you think?
1: Absolutely. In fact, I have a sequel that has not yet been published. It's been written, but hasn't yet uh, been published. Called "How to Meditate with Your Cat." Excellent. And uh, I got to say, there's a, there's a different approach with cats than there is with dogs. People say, "What you do just go in and do a search and replace for dog and cat." No, it's a, it's a very different <laughs> approach. But animals get it. They're so tied into the rhythm of things that if we can just open our hearts enough to listen to them. Mm-hmm. We can get that ourselves, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what this book is all about.
0: I love that. I know my cat and I used to meditate together we I'd lay on the bed with her and i would i did the same thing with the follow the breathing and she actually mm-hmm. she wanted to teach me how to purr, so what she showed me was a meditative um Energy, a dance with energy where we, uh, channeled energy mm-hmm. through our body and around, you know, and things. And it was an incredibly remarkable experience. Uh, one of those life changing kinds of moments. It was totally. Wonderful. Yeah. And I find that that kind of connection also helps us communicate with animals. So, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Okay. So we're going to talk about. I I want to uh, let people know or let our audience know that there are lots of good reasons to meditate with your dog or with your animals. Uh, One is that it can help us use the love we have for our animals as the basis for regular meditation practice. It deepens the bond between pack leader and dog, which is a really important one, and it cultivates compassion brings more peace and focus into our daily life. It teaches us how to live in the moment and let go of stress. <laughs> and I love your comment that life is a bowl of liver snacks. So
1: <laughs> it helps you know one of the great things is is that as you spend more time and more time just in the silence and relaxing and enjoying your dog's natural meditative, you know, what I call hound lounge in the book, uh, where they're just basically lounging and just being in the moment without like thinking of an agenda. Yeah. You get to cultivate this concept of of humor or you know basically life is a bowl of liver treats if you just mm-hmm. let yourself see it that way. Like where's the next good treat going to come? Uh-huh. And it's you know versus paranoia. It's Pro always expecting something good to happen, oh, I and know. I think many ways dogs live that way, right? They're uh, like, you know, I, I look at, come on, deliver, look, come, come on, come on, come on. I know you okay, want to so give I, me a treat, come uh, on. I'm you I don't.
2: want to, I know and, you do. <laughs>
1: and so they don't go, they don't go through life thinking uh, everything sucks. I never get anything <laughs> good.
0: You bread. know. Exactly. uh (laughs) So, are there other reasons why we should meditate with our dogs, or is is, is that covered? It
1: no, that I I think some of the strongest reasons for people to meditate uh, by yourself and then with your dog deal with health. Um, You know, we talked, you mentioned a little bit about stress, but stress is linked in study after study after study at prestigious institutions like Harvard and National Institutes of Health, stress is totally linked with serious diseases, things like cancer and and serious things. The more stress you have, the more likely you are to have and to die from a serious disease. That's why for many years, people have been recommending meditation practices, just you know it doesn't need to be this giant, elaborate thing, which is part of what makes the book so accessible for people mm-hmm. it's five ten minutes a day spending some quality time in the silence with your dog, or even we go in the book into the book we go talk about how to how to basically go for a uh, walking meditation where you're basically mm-hmm. walking your dog at the same time mm-hmm. the The key is to spend time in the silence because doing that definitely reduces Brain, bad brain chemicals that, are, that contribute to, to detrimental health and improves good brain chemicals. It, it reduces our blood pressure, and it has a lot of profound, scientifically proven benefits to our human health. Guess what? It has the same effects for the dogs. Beyond that, you can actually, you know, a lot of people want to help their dog live as long and have as high a quality of life as possible. This can help. Meditation Mm -hmm. is powerful. Um, I know that you've spoken with my veterinarian, a friend of mine, a a colleague of mine, Dr. Damian Dressler, who's the dog cancer vet, Mm -hmm. and one of the things that brought us together is he recommends that people do exercises like meditation if a dog has cancer Mm -hmm. because it is so powerful, such a great bonding technique that, the dogs feel better as a result. So if if you don't want to do it for yourself, if you don't want to do it to prevent a heart attack or to reduce we I've gotten stories from um, readers who who say that uh, my father had a heart attack and his doctor told him he should meditate and do all sorts of biofeedback and stress reduction, and he just wouldn't do it. But when I found your book, I gave him your book. He loves his dog. He does it every day now.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we just needed a good reason other than our mm-hmm. health and well being.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, and and then the the other reason that's kind of interesting is if your dog has, um, some dogs have stress, just you know, yeah. separation anxiety. We often think of it as like, oh, we're leaving the house and the dog is like panting and begging and clawing and tearing up the house while you're gone. Mm-hmm. If you do the exercises in how to meditate with your dog before you leave for five or ten minutes, you will notice a totally much more relaxed dog, much less prone to separation anxiety, wow. a happier dog, and you can come home and things aren't torn up, and your dog is probably just quietly napping while you're gone as opposed to being anxious. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. There's, a, there's another real benefit that people can uh, see from meditating with their dog if they, uh, if they have a dog who has separation anxiety. Or travel. Mm-hmm. You know, dogs don't, dogs often get stressed when they go in a car or on an airline trip. You know, this time of year is when people are starting to do family vacations, and whether it's by car, or train, or, or plane, dogs can get a little anxious. If you do this beforehand, it's a good idea. The same thing is, again, this time of year, um, you're getting, um, visitors coming into your house. hmm Right. People that the dog is not familiar with, spend a few minutes before the visitor comes meditating. It calms them down. So that when Aunt Millie, who hasn't been there in two years, comes by, the dog is not all hyper. Mm -hmm. It really, really works.
0: Oh, wow. That's great. I love that. You know, we're talking about stress. One of the things I teach about is the human-animal-body-mind connection, which means that Mm -hmm. if we're stressed, they're stressed, right? That energy pervades everything. So everyone around us, whether it's an animal or a person, is going to feel our level of chronic tension you know, um uh distress, you know, in our body mind. So, um they're gonna they're gonna reflect it and carry it in their own body. Um totally they totally
1: pick up on that.
0: Yes, they do. And then they carry Mm. our stress and so there we go. So we help help ourselves help our animals. Right. Yes. Uh, Yeah, good point. Okay, so Jim, what if our dogs won't meditate?
1: I have never met a dog who won't meditate. I've met a lot of dog lovers who think their dog (laughs) won't meditate, and guess what? The dog will live up to their expectations. But one of the things when this book came out, I went on this media tour all around the country, and I was on Jay Leno, and I was, you know, CNN and all this stuff, and one of the things that the local television uh, producers thought would be really cute is (laughs) giving me a really problematic dog. So one of my <laughs> first uh, uh uh things was with this dog in Chicago that the producer had just gotten. It had um it was nippy and snarling uh-huh. and it had actually witnessed a murder of its oh, former wow. uh owner wow. uh, a, a, a few months earlier, so it was a really high-stress dog. Oh yeah. We were able to meditate with that dog. It's, you have, first of all have to believe that you can do it. It's like anything in life, Val. If you believe you, you can't do it, you're right, you can't do it. Yes. If you believe you can do it and just are willing to suspend the disbelief for a moment, you can. Now this doesn't mean that a dog is going to sit lotus style and put his legs, you know, fold his legs in, in sort of a <laughs> yogi position. Mm-hmm. They're just going to lay down and relax. And allow you and your dog, and allow you two to sort of connect together in an intimate dog meditation hound lounge. That's what it is. So it's, it's, this isn't like, you know, don't think this is gonna be some profound mystical experience where, uh, where, where you're gonna see stars. Uh-huh. It's just the two of you calming down and relaxing. So I have yet to meet a dog who won't meditate. What they all help? do. It's natural. Mm-hmm. You just have to calm them down, and that comes from your own self-confidence. This is why uh, Caesar Milan and I are often compared, and they often like, for example, when CNN did a thing, they they had me on and then had Caesar on because okay. we 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 have a similar uh, focus on this: is that you have to be the alpha dog, you have to set the stage, and believe in the fact that you can meditate with your dog, and then just do it, and it works.
0: Right. And now I know what to tell people who tell me that. Um, you know, I, what if my dog won't meditate? I'm going to say the problem is not that your dog won't, it's that you won't.
1: <laughs> right. Or, or that you don't think your dog can. Just they right. Dogs are meditation gurus just waiting to be unleashed. So, you know, they're, they're, they have it. They're, if you've ever seen, you know, the most – I've done this with Jack Russell Terriers. I've done this, as I mentioned, with rescue dogs. Now, it may take a while – a little longer in the beginning with one of those more anxious dogs, mm-hmm. but they will do it. Partly because, I mean, they all all dogs, you know, there's never a dog that's just constantly running, 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 running. It's just relaxing. And even if they are very anxious dogs and they have a lot of energy, that's where you turn it into a walking meditation, mm-hmm. where wow. the dog is out. And and the way a walking meditation works is you focus on one of your five senses. So you may go out. And, obviously, dogs are much more focused on their sense of smell than we are. So you go out with your dog and focus on the sense of smell. So as you go out on your walk, smell the grass, smell the garbage, smell the dew, smell, you know, you don't have to rub your nose in it like a dog (laughs) might, but just go out there and appreciate the world from the bias of a sense of smell or a sense of touch or a sense of, I don't know if you want to go around tasting things, but you can do those types of walking meditations with dogs that are really anxious. And the more you do it and build that rapport, the easier it will be to go back and to do uh, the exercises that we talk about in the book, at home, on the couch, on the floor, any place that you guys can bond together.
0: Okay, so that begs the next question, which is how do we get started?
1: You just start. You start with the intention that you can do it. And one of the things that I recommend is some ritual is important. So you may want to put on some music. The book comes with a wonderful CD on meditation that um, has amazing music and has different tracks. And one of the tracks is uh, me giving a guided meditation. And then once you graduate, you can turn off the you play the next track that doesn't have my voice. But you know sort of setting a ritual that way is important. But the the key, as I mentioned earlier, really is to follow the breath initially. So you put one hand on the dog's chest, another hand on its hind quarters, and obviously depending upon the size of the dog, it depends where you're going to do it. I have small dogs so I can sit on a on a chair. If you have a larger dog, get down on the floor. It's important for both of you to be comfortable. And then you just close your eyes and begin the process. In the beginning, they may not understand what's happening, but as you follow your dog's breath and do the resp- follow the dog's breathing and respiration rate, match yours to them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the dog will get it. They'll understand. And again, suspending disbelief, watch out what happens within an incredibly short period of time of doing this. Your dog will start to match his breath to yours.
0: Wow. I love that. About how long would we plan to do this? How long does it take?
1: Well, I, I think an ideal meditation is 20 minutes. Okay. But you can do five Initially you can do five, ten, you do not you know, and you know, and I and we have short attention spans. Hey, I mean we live in the United <laughs> States, you know? And I know people are listening to this all over the world, but people we live in a very short attention span thing. The importance is not the length of how long you do it, as much as the frequency. So if you only have five or ten minutes to invest on a daily basis, that is profoundly better than an hour once a week or once a month or something like that. So do it on a regular basis. It's good for you. It's good for your dog. It anchors it, and it's fun. It's something the dog looks forward to every day, just like going for a walk or getting, you know, his breakfast. It is something that your dog will really enjoy.
0: Okay. Do you think you should do it in the morning or evening, or does it matter?
1: My personal preference is the morning. Okay. I don't think it really matters. Um, I think doing it in the morning has the benefit of setting the agenda for the whole day. Ah. But I know people who prefer to meditate at night before they go to bed. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things as you get into meditation is, you know, a lot of people sometimes fall asleep. So that's one reason not to meditate at night because it may be so easy. It's better if you're not tired when you meditate because you're less likely to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. If you fall asleep when you meditate, it's okay. It's part of the whole meditative process, which is which we haven't really gotten into from the human perspective, which is that you try to clear your mind by focusing on something, say, the breath. What will inevitably happen is a thought will pop up, Mm -hmm. and that thought you just have to view as a cloud in the sky. You see the thought, you lovingly let it go, and another thought will come up. That tiny space between thoughts is meditation, the more you practice meditation, which is what it's known as a meditation practice, mm-hmm. not a the more you practice it, the wider the space between the thoughts will be, the more mm, juicy, delicious meditation bliss time you'll have. Mm. So it's about clearing thoughts away, not having judgment, not having thoughts. Thoughts occur, it is impossible. Mm-hmm. The world's best meditators, the Dalai Lama, the, the you know, and, and, and many monks who who practice Buddhist meditation on a regular basis for hours and hours and hours every day of the week, every week of the year, mm-hmm. they still have thoughts that invade their consciousness while they meditate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The key is to have those thoughts and to let them go lovingly, to be gentle on yourself and just. Look for those little moments, which may be imperceptibly small in the beginning, Mm -hmm. a few seconds. Mm -hmm. But the more you do it, that length of time will expand. The more time you will spend in in the bliss of meditation.
0: I love that. I'm feeling meditative already just talking about it. People say that
1: that about my voice, so that's why I did the uh, meditation CD. I
0: love that. Okay, so what do we do if our dog distracts us?
1: If, if the dog is, is distracting, you can go back to the meditation itself, um, and, and and basically, you know, this is where some uh, dog training techniques come in, Andy. Okay. You know, if, if you're trying to get your dog to sit and it gets up, you just put its butt down a little bit. You know, you want to be firm <laughs> but loving. And if they tend to do it a lot, it's okay. Let them go. We'll do it tomorrow. You continue to meditate because if you just stay there and meditate by yourself. Mm-hmm you're sitting on the floor mm-hmm. and you're peaceful and you're emanating this love that just basically pours out of you when you're just focusing on your breath and just in the meditation bliss, that will attract your dog back to your side and your dog will sit down and maybe, you know, want a belly rub or want to be close to you because mm-hmm. dogs consider that magnetic energy they want to be near that
2: it and is. so
1: just let it go and it's the old adage let it go you know if you love something let it go and if it comes back it's meant to be. your dog will be attracted to your meditation Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm. i love it okay okay so what if you have more than one dog what if you got a bunch of dogs Do you need to do this for every dog or can you do like a group meditation
1: You can do a group of meditation. What I have found, though, in the beginning, it could be a little difficult because it's sort of hard to corral a whole bunch of dogs uh, with different agendas. So, like I mentioned, I have two dogs. One dog is more of a meditating dog, and I meditate with both of them. Mm -hmm. But what you will find is that people don't like to admit this. I love all my dogs equally, but you'll find (laughs) that there's a one dog that you have a, a, a deeper connection with, a deeper resonance with, Okay. That is the dog that you should initially begin meditating with. And again, here's what's going to happen. You start meditating with, in this case, Kanga. Mm-hmm. Rue, my other dog, comes over and wants to be a part of the action <laughs> because she wants that juiciness, and she'll calm down and, and just relax in the moment. Uh-huh. So it's a beautiful thing.
0: Wow, I love that. Uh, so Kanga and Rue, huh? Kenga
1: and Rue. Yeah. That's a girl. Rue is a rescue dog, but we, but we uh, renamed her from... Uh the, she was a young puppy when we got her, but we renamed her, so we have a Kanga in a
0: That's great. And they both
1: have ancestors from Australia, so it's appropriate.
0: Ah, well, there you go. Okay, At I'm assuming they're not marsupial dogs. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> But
1: we live in Hawaii. We live in Hawaii, and in order to get Maltese, a lot of them have parents who
0: come from Australia. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Okay, so the dog's hyper. How do you get her to sit still? You just, like you said earlier, you just do the training and stay firm and stay calm and in the moment, and and let her go if she gets a little too much, and then just stay focused.
1: Absolutely, and okay. then and she'll right. come back. My experience is that they generally will come back. And just do it again tomorrow at the same time. Try to do, meditate at the same time every day if it's at all possible.
0: Okay, okay. Um, is there a reason for that?
1: R- a routine. It's, it's, okay. Dogs like routine. Okay. So they, don't like, um, they do like variety of some things, but they tend to like, you know, this is when we go for a walk, this is when I get my meal, right. this is when we meditate. They tend to like that, and it's right. probably They're good like- for us as well.
0: Yeah, they like stability. I know, so mm-hmm. that would contribute to a good, stable foundation, a stable routine. Absolutely. Yeah, I got it. Okay, good. So, all right. Here's the classic question: What do we think about while we meditate? What do we? Are we just like watching our thought clouds bubble up, or are we actually supposed to be focused on anything?
1: The idea behind meditation is not to think about anything. Is <laughs> to have the is to see those thought clouds and let them go, and to think about nothing. Okay. It's a hard thing if you think about it because um, it's that old concept of you know whatever you do, don't think of a pink elephant.
0: hmm Right.
1: And what are you doing? You thinking of a pink elephant. Of course. So it's letting that go. It's looking for that space between the thoughts, and then what happens, Val? And when the more you meditate, this is where some of the really juicy benefits of meditation come in. Yeah. You will cultivate a sense of discernment and a sense of intuition that is profoundly powerful and accurate. Mm. And that means that as you meditate, the more you meditate, you will improve that you know, natural you know, woman intuition that, 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 that women tend to have, mm-hmm. and it will get even stronger and better, such that you will be in meditation not thinking about anything, and then all of a sudden a very clear voice will come in and provide guidance, and you'll know it's different than I need to get the dry cleaning. And did I, it, did he really? Was he really upset at me? Or mm-hmm. did, was, am I making that up? All those little chit chat things that I call mm-hmm. puppy mind that are a just sort of like a puppy running around. Mm-hmm. Um, that will go away, and as you meditate more, this clear sense of um, well, I don't know. Some people call it. There are lots of different words for it, but it's a clear voice or a clear sense that comes through. Mm -hmm. And then my advice about when those messages come through is just listen. Don't say, don't talk, don't think, don't analyze, Mm -hmm. just listen to the clarity of it Mm -hmm. because it's profound it's the same thing that people like napoleon hill wrote about and think and grow rich it's the same thing that many people attribute to the secret Mm -hmm. it's that inner voice that comes from a very strong resonant good place that will communicate with you but in order for it to be clear and to communicate in a way that is totally um Without bias, without your own agenda drawn in, you have to clear the mind enough through meditation to let it come through.
0: Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Well said. Love that. Okay. So let's talk about puppies since you mentioned the busy puppy mind. Um, Mm -hmm. How do you meditate with a brand new puppy? Same thing?
1: Same thing, except um, and they're very impressionable. Except they have a lot of energy, mm-hmm. and they're exploring their world. They're jumping around. They are teething, you know, they want to see everything. And so they are a little bit more difficult to meditate with, if you believe it.
0: Ah, okay. If, however,
1: you know, when we got out, when I got these puppies, especially Kanga, I knew I was going to meditate from day one. And she did it because I set the intention. So, you know, it depends a lot where the puppies have come from, if they came from, you know, uh, a bad home or, a, God forbid, a puppy mill, or, you know, or you rescue them or they came from a reputable breeder or, or wherever the, the puppies come from that sort of influences it. But basically from it's a great thing to do early on as a way of training the dog, building that kinship, building that bond, so that uh, they get into it and we start from an early stage. After all, it was Maui's, uh insistence on being on my lap while I was meditating that mm-hmm. was the genesis of this entire odyssey.
0: Mhm, mhm. Oh, I love that. Mm. Okay, so can, we talked about taking a walk with our dogs instead of meditating. Mm-hmm. So you said that we can just. Uh, like when we go on a walk, which we should all be doing every day at least once, right, with our dogs. So right. that's mm-hmm. a perfect time. Um, and to do it with by activating our senses like one at a time and just uh, focusing on that and being with our dog. Do you have any other tips about that?
1: Well, I, I you know, I mentioned the, the idea of doing a meditation where you're focusing on just one sense mm-hmm. versus um, – you know, going out and thinking about all the things that you need to do that day, yes. just focusing on being in the moment, being with your dog, okay. and, and, yes. and 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 turning that into a, a walking, open-eyed meditation.
0: Ah, okay, a walking, open-eyed meditation. Yes, that yeah. works. Got it. Okay. And so we've already talked about the benefits. Um, how do you think this deepens the bond between pack leader and their dog? How, how does that work? Well, do you know.
1: Yes. Well, I don't know for a fact, but I know from, I guess, experience of having done it. Um, They, you know, because they may have been a little skittish about this in the beginning, and then they see, hey, this is a fun, cool activity to do together, they... Give you the credit. They they see you in their eyes as being the person who says, "Hey, it's meditation time." Just like, "Hey, it's time to go for a walk." Uh-huh. So they're really seeing you in that role as pack leader. And then instead of doing something active or doing something you know related oh. to food, okay. you're basically demonstrating that you're pack leader by setting the time of the this is what we're going to do as a pack right now. Ah, and that is what a pack leader does, is it decides, you know, we're going to go left instead of right. Yes. So this way, you're you're calling the shots. You're determining when, when you meditate. Okay,
0: okay. I'm thinking there's something else to this. Um, I think that the pack leader resonates with a lot of um, confidence, calmness. You know, they have the authority. You know, they're wearing the authority mm-hmm. badge. You know, I'm the leader, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so when we do this, we in effect become calmer, more centered, more grounded, more confident. You know, more powerful. Like you're talking about bringing up our power, um, our discernment gets clear. And who wouldn't want to follow someone that's in that state of mind?
1: Absolutely, so absolutely. That,
0: yeah. So it creates a, a stability, a, um, um, a, a just a calm assertion of us doing an exercise together, not walking together or, you know, training something or or whatever, but it's just we're doing this with energy.
1: You become the leader. You, I um, mean, you're, exactly. you're, you're exactly, and that's, and that's, and don't we all want to be led that way?
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, well, this has been great. Thank you so much for your time. Um, so. It's my pleasure. Yeah, uh, so, um, tell us just a little bit about the book, and then we'll tell people how to get it. And so, again, the book is How to Meditate with Your Dog. An introduction to meditation for dog lovers by James Jacobson, uh, published by Maui Media. And um, so, what else is in the book? You said it comes with an audio, uh, a CD. Uh, you,
1: and the, you, when you get the book, you you can uh, get a, a free CD either um, through the mail or, or there's a download. Oh. And so you can have, you start with it right away.
2: Okay. And
1: uh, it's so it's it's a it's a hardcover book and it's filled with cartoons and it's.
2: Oh been
1: designed as a book that people give as a gift you know we 're entering the holiday season right now,
2: mm-hmm. so uh
1: you know as you start looking around for things what 's the perfect gift to give to someone who loves their dogs and probably could calm down a little bit and want to spend more meaningful time i can't think of anything better than this um, yeah we have a uh promotion actually that i that I should mention to you about okay. we Printed a ton of these books, and and they, they, it was a bestseller. And there's a warehouse in Kansas where a bunch of these books are living, fresh, never been opened, brand new oh. books. Oh. But the warehouse wants to put them in a landfill. What? If you can believe that, I know. I can't.
0: I cannot it, believe
1: it, that. It it has to do with the publishing industry, uh, and, okay. and 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 and. The economies of the publishing industry, and it's a horrible thing. The book is available. You know, you can buy an individual copy on mm-hmm. on Amazon.com or okay. in bookstores. And, but we have, um, I believe it's three hundred cases of these books Goodness. that have um, a certain number, and I forget, like fifty books per box. But these books, we can basically um, effectively give away for like pennies on the dollar, like for mm-hmm. a buck. Or two bucks a book, you have to buy all yeah. the whole case of books, okay. and what people have been doing is using those books um, for nonprofit groups you know we 've had animal shelters around the United States pick them up mm-hmm. we 've had people buy them as a donation to their animal shelter that the animal shelter they? then sells for full you know the full seventeen dollar price mm-hmm. of the book mm-hmm. or um, gives them away whenever you get a new dog. I had um, someone recently that us and said, you know, I'm just giving this to every everyone in my who goes to my dog park. <laughs>
2: uh-huh, <laughs> they bought uh-huh. a case of books. So,
1: um, yeah, and if they want to find if people want to find out more about that while while we have these cases of books right. remaining, um, I guess they can just call our offices in Hawaii. Okay, okay. and okay. there's a toll toll free number. It's one eight hundred six seven five three two nine zero. Eight hundred six seven five three two nine zero, and just ask for me or Molly, whoever answers the phone, and we can hook you up. We don't make any money on this at all. This is all basically just to to, to get these books out and into the hands of of people who really can benefit. And I think it's thirty or four. I don't remember the number of books in a case, but
2: okay. Okay. Um,
1: it's just not that it's not unmanageable, but. It's such an amazing thing, and people are so creative about what they can do with the case of oh, these books. Oh,
0: I can I can think of a lot of things right off the top of my head. Wow! Yeah. Well, what a great great thing. Okay, everybody. So, uh, call Jim eight hundred six seven five three two nine zero and ask him about the books in Kansas, the lost books in Oz. <laughs> yeah, they, they're
1: they're Get they're sitting home. there, and I, it, it breaks my heart to think I, that they go uh, to a landfill. Oh,
0: so. uh. uh, uh. Well, and I and I will say I know the publishing industry is in a bit of trouble right now, so that we don't. Want it to is,
1: and it. and so this is sort of an opportunity to benefit yeah. from from that. Uh, this distributor will be happy, and we'll get the books into the hands of dog lovers who can really benefit from them.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, it's just an incredibly worthwhile thing. You just basically cover the cost of shipping the books to you.
0: Wow! Oh, what a sweet deal. Oh, well, I'm going to get some myself, absolutely, and um, let's see, so how can people find out more? I know they could go to, you have a website. It, uh, oh, okay, let have... me tell you, yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead.
1: So we we have a couple of websites. One is, if you want to learn more about the books, it's dogmeditation.com, okay. and you can find out more about it there. Of course, it's on the books on Amazon and places like that, mm-hmm. however... Uh, I wanna mention we I put up a video a few years ago on Valentine's Day, sort of as a, a oh. Valentine to to Maui to oh. tell her how much I loved her. Oh. Well it was a video, it's about three <laughs> minutes long. Uh, you've seen it, right? A
2: it has wonderful.
1: been seen four million people have watched it because oh. they keep passing oh. it on. It's and here's the here's the, the website for that it's do you remember love dot
2: Do you remember
1: love dot com?
2: It's It's a a website website.
1: and that's where the video lives and it's free obviously Uh and just Uh go and watch it and we have a whole community called I Remember Love of dog lovers that has sort of emerged from people who watched the video and or bought the book and basically have built an incredible cool friendship um, with dog lovers all over the world and it's a really cool thing and it all started from the silly little valentine that i made that must have touched so many heartstrings that as i mentioned when when maui died a yeah. thousand people wrote me a thousand people were sending things in the mail uh-huh. to 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 share that she was a part of their lives because they were touched by meditation they were touched by the video do you remember com yeah. and um it, it really means a lot and you know, when I started this thing, I, I just did this as a as a way to, to share my love because I think dogs have so much to teach us. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about meditation, it's free. Mm. You don't need to go and learn something expensive, and you can do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. You don't need to buy special clothes. You don't need to mm-hmm. do anything. You just need to learn the principles that we talk about in the book, and you can practice it, and your dog will love you for it.
0: Yes, yes. Oh. Thank you, Jim.
1: Thank you, Val.
0: Ah, oh, well, I just I feel like I need to go meditate now.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I hope you do. I hope you enjoy the the music and on the yes. CD because it really does help get you in the right space for it. But um, it's 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 such an amazing thing, and and I gotta say that when Maui was sick, mm-hmm. the ability for us to meditate together was so sweet it was the best gift i could have ever given or received to be able to spend beautiful time in a moment um and, and it's just the greatest thing you can do for your dog uh, and for yourself
0: well and for the world we live in
1: yeah i I believe if everyone meditated a few minutes a day the world would be a profoundly different place hey, than it
0: Profound. Is. you're right absolutely profound yeah. oh, all right well thank you Thank you so Thank you, Val. Okay. It's been well, a pleasure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll hope to talk to you again. Thanks, Jim. You're welcome.